Join Ian Garth as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Awesome. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here. And uh, today we're going to talk about one of the latest ways to use video in your business in a hyper-targeted, but really using the ultimate in old school in the newest way, TV. Um, I've, I've got Dan Larkman from Keynes Digital. Dan, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to talk today about programmatic. A lot of people don't know what it is, how it works, um, the opportunities there, and how to make sure your video, and the end, we'll show you exactly how to tell if your video is ready for for this platform. But before we get started, of course, this is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best pieces of content are your customer stories. And those are not testimonials, but actual stories. They really will help all of your advertising efforts, including probably programmatic. Go to VideoCaseStory.com to learn how to collect, craft, and deliver your client's stories. All right, Dan. Um, so before we get started, started talking about programmatic and how it works and what it is and the opportunities there, Tell us a little bit about yourself and about Keynes Digital. Yeah, so I mean, uh, myself, I, I started my industry or, or my career in the UK. Uh, I worked for a company that's now a movie, but was Iconian Media Group back then. Um, yeah, very much display ad network pre-DSPs. Um, yeah, moved to the US in 2011 and you know, bounced around a few companies since then, but really focused heavily on performance and analytics, which has always been my background. So nice. more of the, uh, I'm more of the Excel than the creative person in the, in the organization. Um, and Keynes, we founded Keynes a few years back. And basically it was around creating transparency, creating a full service environment where, you know, I think there's a lot of companies that have moved to this self-serve platform. Um, and ultimately when you're in a world like connected TV, you know, you need you need someone helping you through that, through that, uh, and navigating through it. So, you know, for us, it was full service, experts, transparency, um, you know, all the different buzzwords people are using. But really, you know, holding ourselves accountable with our own reporting and, and analytics within that. Nice. And, um, you know, with that data background, I mean, it used to be data and TV really didn't mix, did they? <laughs> no, it was like you know, a, a, a distant relative, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and no, they definitely didn't. And so, explain to me real quick what Keynes does exactly, how you all work, who you work with. So we work with anything from you know uh, brands direct all the way through to some agencies, and some agencies white label us. Um, and the reason, the reason, and we do that within programmatic. So programmatic display ads, programmatic audio, uh, and predominantly programmatic connected TV or video. Um, and which basically means we're buying and bidding on the users and the audience of TV uh, and then tracking that back into what is a real number based on true cross device and true technologies. Um, so just like you said, when you talk about linear TV, the biggest hurdle we've kind of seen in linear TV has been it's this, you know, if I serve four ads to someone, then I've made them purchase or five minutes after seeing an ad, they go to the site anyone in that next five minutes is considered a TV, uh, a TV user. 
And we've kind of taken that and used actual cross device and actual technologies to tell us that I've served a user an ad on their Apple TV between this show on yeah, 11.15. And because it's connected TV, I might see it at 11.15 because it's VOD or video on demand. You may have watched that at you know 10 o'clock at night, right? Just different times, but we might see the same ad. Uh, and we're able to track what happens to each person who sees the ad and when they come to the site. And that's so amazing. in a nutshell, that's how we're using Connect TV. And can you give me a little like case example of, of how this has worked really well for you? Yeah, definitely. So um, we have a brand that we're working with right now based out of, based out of New York. Um, and what we were doing was we were running campaigns and we've been working with them for you know, 18 months, 20 months maybe. And we've been tracking visits. Right, so for that, that's a user who we serve an ad to and they come and land on your site. So it's, we're looking at a cost per visit somewhere in line with, you know, non-branded search is what we aim for. You know, someone who hasn't necessarily heard of your, your, your brand before and is coming to your site after being exposed to that 15, 30 second TV commercial. So at that point in time, we're tracking them. But for this specific customer, we've done many tests. We've done um, network direct, um, We've done uh, you know, control group, holdout groups, and we did a new type of control group uh, two months ago. And what's fascinating was they saw that if a user was exposed to a TV ad and then came to the site, they were 4.4 times more likely to purchase through paid search than if they just clicked on a paid search link. And they were 4.3 times more likely than any other paid channel. And so for me, that's the validation of this is a channel that succeeds. This is a channel that works because all the technologies we're using along the line and we're even you know, cross-checking them uh, at the same time, we're seeing that type of data come through. And so these, you know, this, this, this client is you know, obviously insanely happy and spending more on their paid search as well. Uh, I mean, that's phenomenal. And, you know, well, first of all, my question is, is this, you mentioned Apple TV. Is you know obviously so this isn't just you placing ads on cable TV for those that don't understand exactly where where you can place these. Tell me exactly where these can be placed. These types of ads. So um, definitely not cable. Um, so you're thinking about for us, and this is a very important distinction for connected TV. In the connected TV world, you have people who are talking about content or devices. So connected TV is technically the device. It's the TV screen you're running on. Right, so we talk about OTT and Connect TV. So for us, it's what what the content that you're running between. So a YouTube video on a TV is not the same weight as an ad in the middle of Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Right, they're just not the same. Um, and so for us, it's a case of we we only run on TV networks or TV quality that's full episode player. Now, that could be on your TV screen, on your tablet, on your phone, on your computer. And when we talk about connected TV, for us, we're talking about those subscriptions. So if you think Hulu, you know, um, Peacocks of the world, um, a little less on the programmatic side, you know, um, your usual networks you'd see and you'd have a cable subscription for CNN, Fox, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You're able to run across all of them. And it's exactly like you would expect with cable TV, although it's via a Wi-Fi connection or, or a data connection of some sort. And as far as like the type of content that you're creating for the, this type of OTT, 
uh, campaign. Is it the same as old TV commercials? How are you varying that up? It's a great question. I, I, I am probably on a, a mini solo crusade here to show people why the old TV commercials aren't really the best. Um, we actually have a, a page on our website that we, we recently launched, and it's it's uh, it's a little parody, but it's a from the you know uh, Dave Portnoy one bite. It's a one view where we watch an ad one time and we tell you what we think is good or bad for Connect TV. Um, and the reason we did that was, and again, I might be this this solo crusade, but I was as a kid with my sisters, we used to play the game where we guess what TV commercial it was, right? So you, the TV ad would start and you'd have to guess before, the, before it tells you what it is. Now that's great for me, the non-consumer eight-year-old playing this game. But if I'm a consumer, I want to know who you are right away. I want to know what your unique selling point is. Yet we're in an age where people want the content fast and want to know why I need to pay attention. And so the first thing I always tell everyone is your linear TV ads typically do that build up to the end story. Whereas connected TV... You know, Hulu as an example gives you 90 second commercial break, not the five minutes. So you need to get someone's attention fast and tell them who you are and what you're doing. And you don't want to have to serve 10, 15 ads per user like Allstate, right? You want to be able to serve one ad and they know who you are. Um, and so for us, it's a case of, you know, great hook in the creative. Persistent URL, right? Or persistent logo, some way of me knowing at any point when I look up, I can tell who you are. Um, an attention grabber. We were working, or we are working, sorry, with a, with a baby food company. And the first thing in their ad is a baby crying. If you've just had a kid and your TV starts crying, you're probably looking up, right? You know, is that, how do I grab your attention? And then they talk about the hook, the unique selling point, and then on with the end card that tells you why I should come to your site. You know, it's like, I think we've moved to that place where we have to be less discreet and we can be, especially with smaller brands, be explicit. Come to the site for free shipping. Come to the site for 20% off. You know, promo code X. You know, that type of stuff really gets people to come and at least check you out, which is really all you're trying to do. Get someone introduced to the brand who has never heard of you before. And I love that because, you know, I, I see this often when I see other people's, you know, videos that they've created that are marked, even marketing videos, even YouTube videos, I think still need to do a lot of the same thing is like you, I, we work on that so much. The hook is so, so mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Um, and how are you, know, and for those that you don't know, the hook is that first like five to 10 seconds that really hooks someone grabs their attention. Um, are you all testing the hooks before you put them out there? Are you testing them on the OTT campaign or what, how's that working? So it depends on the brand. It depends what video assets they have. That's really important. Like, you know, video assets are never the cheapest thing. So how many iterations do you have that we should be testing? But before going live, the first thing we do is we ask people to send their video assets. We check if the spec is high enough quality. And then what we'll do is we'll then say, if it is high enough quality, the video content. Let's look at the content. Are we, you know, for me, I say in the first three to five seconds, you want to have told me why and who you are and why I should pay attention to the TV. I tell people, assume that the users picked up their phone and they're on Instagram. What makes them put their phone back down and look up at the TV? Right? This is not the cinema where you've got a captive audience. Right? You've got people who are going to stop paying attention. How do I get you to pay attention? And then when I get you to pay attention, how do I rem rem let you know why you should keep paying attention? And then how do I tell you where to go? And it's kind of those three steps. 
Uh, like as an example, if we ever get a video asset with just music on in the background, we won't run them because that is elevated music. And I can tell you this for sure, I can block out any background noise, right? I need yep. a reason for you to, to, I need a reason to pay attention and I work in advertising, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, um, yeah, that's it's so important. true. You know, it's so true. It's like, I mean, we're battling, battling, battling for people's attention. Um, and you, and you're putting these out there. Um, and so, you know, you're, t you've got these different hooks out there and you mentioned too testing the quality. Um, I want to come back to, you know, the types of videos you're making and how you're testing, but tell me about the criteria and you have, you've got a tool too, to make sure that their video assets are good enough to, to really run. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of the, is one of the myths that I think people have around connect TV is I don't have any assets to run on the TV screen. And most small brands, small to medium brands have some great video assets because they're running them on social and they just need to be cut slightly differently. So what we did was we created on our website uh, on kingsdigital.com, we have, we have a spec check, uh, Connect TV spec check page. And it's designed really simply, you just drag and drop your video file into uh, onto the site and it will tell you whether it reaches the quality to run on TV, that's it. Uh, and it's open source. You know, anyone can use it. Um, even our competitors, all good. You know, we, we don't take any information from anyone. You know, if you want the full spec report, you can give us your email address and we'll send it to you, but you don't need to. Um, you can come in, use it, and you'll see if it's high enough quality. Uh, and it will tell you what you need to fix to be able to run on TV. Nice. That's amazing. That's an amazing, amazing tool. And we'll make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll put a link down below in, in, in the description or if you're on a podcast, this will be in the show notes. Um, and you check it out now, you know, there's people out there, you know, people we've worked with that have video assets. Um, what types of businesses do you see the biggest opportunity for right now in OTT? I would say right now, uh, I sound like I'm sitting on the fence and appealing to everyone. Um, but I would say OTT is in the prime position right now. I would say it's what Facebook was, you know, back in the day. It's a position where it's a needle moving channel or it's a needle moving medium for basically everyone from business to business to business to consumer. We do a lot of work with smaller brands and we kind of say, you know, between five and you know, a couple hundred million in revenue. That tends to be the sweet spot. And it really, when you've tapped out what you can do with Facebook and Google and you're looking for new users to come to the site, bar none, it's going to be your best channel. Uh, and it sounds like I'm, I'm selling, even if you didn't work with us, I'm telling you connected TV as a data person is the one channel that I've worked on that I would 100% bet on. It's that channel that really does drive users to the site, especially when you've just seen that 30 second ad, right? They're coming to the site. They, that, that is the exploration of the brand, right? At 30 seconds, they know who you are, why they're coming to the site. Now, when they come, now you've really got that engagement. Yep. And, and you know, one of the reasons, I mean, besides your lovely British accent that I really want to have you on was um, because I, I agree. I agree. And, you know, marketers kill things. We, I mean, Facebook ads for a while, you, you printed money. But I, I think there's this huge opportunity because people are coming back to, they're cutting cable, right? And they're going to Hulu, Peacock. You know, I, I, I was looking, I'm like, I'm going to spend as much on subscriptions as I am. Uh, I was on cable, but I have more control. And marketers haven't really 
taking advantage of this. So they're not, they haven't killed these ad networks yet, have they? No, you're, uh, you're exactly right. I, I haven't had cable for a long time. Uh, and I think the other kind of um, misconception of Connected TV is it's just younger people and it's called cutters. And so for us, we talk about stackers. And so use consumers exactly like you said, you have more than one subscription. How many subscriptions are in a household? How many hours of your content is being consumed? And you start finding that all generations have some type of connected TV. Now, whether it's ad supported or not is a little different. But you know, if I speak to my mum in England, she has you know Prime, Netflix. She watches that, right? Um, uh, and my mum's not young. She's not going to listen to this, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, she, she's going to she's going to she's she's in the audience you can reach. Um, and so what we're starting to find is users are, are not are maybe still having their cable subscription uh, and opting for it. So actually the biggest audience uh, the biggest audience to reach right now is on connected TV. It's about 80% of the US have a connected device or a connected subscription in their household, right? at least one. Um, whereas who has a uh, cable subscription is around 40, I think it's uh, when I last looked is mid, mid to high 40s, right? And that's not that there isn't the way of reaching both. And it's not that linear isn't a great channel. It's that you're looking at that overlap and you're looking at the audience to be able to be reached uh, and the targetability of it. And what are some of the trends you're seeing? You know, we talked about like the content style, but like type of content or, you know, any type of trend there that you're seeing really, really work. Depending on the brands and depending on what they're going for, smaller brands, the, the, what smaller brands have started doing is using stocked videos in a really effective way with a really strong voiceover, which means you can minimize the cost of running the ad or building the asset by using stocked videos and some of your own videos using a great voiceover. That's where we see for smaller brands that really is needle moving. Um, I always say to people that the creative team and the marketing team butt heads on building something. If you give the creative team to do it, it's going to be the most beautiful video if it's watched. If you give the marketing person it, they're going to say the brand name as many times in 30 seconds as they can. So it's that like happy medium between the two. Uh, and I think for smaller brands, you tend to find that those stock videos are not that expensive. You can actually get a, you can actually get a decent video put together, you know, sub $10,000 if you needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And there's a whole lot out there. And, um, you know, and how important when you're doing something like this is things like pattern interrupts, you know, are, are, do you want to be jarring or do you want it to be, feel like it's part of the, the content that it's embedded in? Um, I think it's more important to tell your brand message and your brand story. Um, if you are, um, you know, if, if humor is your, your go-to and it's a little jarring, be jarring. If, um, I think it's a balancing act, but you don't want to be annoying. I think that's where it goes too far. Um, like you are going to be in people's living room. And although we hate it, the ads are always a little louder than the content, right? And so the last thing you want is to go from content you're enjoying into something crazy. Um, but because we're programmatic, it is an audience first approach. So we're trying to target the audience, not the content. And so it's a really important distinction. 
if you're linear TV and I, you know, as a, you know, as a male, I'm watching E! News, linear TV is going to say, excuse more female, so I'm going to receive a female targeted ad or a unisex ad. If it's on Connected TV and I'm watching it, I'm going to receive a male targeted ad or a unisex ad. And so that difference is really important because you and I are living on very different locations, right? So your ad would be slightly different to mine and your user behavior would be slightly different. If we're watching the same show, why would we want the same ad? The likelihood is we both have slightly different buying behaviors. So let's serve you an ad that you're more likely to buy and me an ad I'm more likely to buy. And I think that's the real distinction of when you're thinking about Connect TV, that, that is why it's needle moving. So it's less on the content side and more on the users and what's the user going to interact with. And that's perfect because, you know, my, my next question is like, how detailed can you get in the audience that you're building with this? Crazy detail. If you think anything you could do on programmatic, you could do it with Connected TV. Um, you know, it, it depends on how small you want the audience to go. But reach is massive. You know, when you think about Connect TV, and when I said earlier, I think it's, I saw a stat the other day, I'm going to cross-reference it, but I saw it was about 80% of users, the uh, U.S. households have a subscription. You know, if you compare that to YouTube, there's about 79% of U.S. reach. I think Facebook, 69. You know, and we know these are huge platforms. Um, and so just knowing that, it's a, uh, it's, it's vast. Um, and so I think that that's going to be where, where, where we see um, some fairly big growth in it. And, you know, one of my favorite things is always retargeting or remarketing, however you want to call it. Are you doing much of that with the OTT and pro programmatic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're able to use true cross-device technology to help us with that. So we partner with the four leading cross-device companies and use them to tell us who these users are are we able to target them? How we're able to track them? So let's say um, you go to um, Yeti's website, right? Uh, I'm living in Austin now, so I have to mention Yeti, right? You go to the Yeti website uh, on your computer. We were then able to serve you an ad on your TV screen with a, with a Yeti commercial. Um, and then we're able to track whether you came to the Yeti site via those same cross-device technologies. And to be able to do that is giving another avenue of retargeting. But it's also, if you think about consumers, we get numb to different ad technologies. So right, we're a little bit more numb to many of these. If you're still getting retargeting on Connect TV, people still see TV ads as premium. Like you, if you're serving a TV ad, you've made it. So you also get that brand equity, which is a needle mover. You know, Back in the day, you see a TV ad, it was reserved for you know, um, insurance companies that I, I still can't understand why I get so many insurance ads uh, and how much, of, how much of our premiums go to that. You get you know, um, you know, Coca-Cola, it was those guys that we're really seeing the ads for. You're now able to be in the mix of that. You can have a, you know, an Allstate ad, a Coca-Cola ad, and an ad for Yeti, right? Or a smaller brand. Five million in revenue. You can get that ad in there. Um, so it's really content-based. Love it, love it. And I, I think this—I mean—it's a huge, huge opportunity. Now, like, you know, what is the average budget? What I mean, what should be the entry-level budget for coming into something like this? Um, I would also—I I, again, I would go down to what's the size of the brand. 
and what they're looking for. Yeah, if you're looking for, um, you know, to see these numbers, suddenly you want to see an increase in users to the site. Uh, you are doing you know, $2 million a month on Facebook. If you give, you know, Connect TV $10,000, you're not going to see anything, right? Uh, but our entry level is $10,000, right? And the reason we did that was how we've set something up. It's how many ads can we serve till we get enough data relevancy? Uh, and 10,000 tends to be much lower than what I've seen in the industry. And it's for that purpose. So you can really dip your toe in and test it. Um, you want enough ads, so we've actually got enough data relevancy that we can start letting the, the technologies optimize and really see where, where things are coming from. Um, but anywhere around there, average budgets are anywhere from you know, 25,000 up to, you know, uh, if we said average, a couple hundred thousand. You're around there on the average. You've got you know, obviously much higher, much lower, um, but that's probably around it. So it's pretty broad. Yeah, I mean, it's broad, but still, like when you think about you're on TV, and you're in front of the right people at the right time in the right shows, not just guessing and hoping that they're they're watching your commercial, correct? <laughs> exactly. And you just think about hyper-targeted as well. So with a TV buy, a linear TV, you, you typically had to do upfront buys where you're guaranteeing you're going to spend X amount that year. How we've set up our structure is there is a 72-hour out clause of any contract we have. And the reason for that is if you don't like it, you shouldn't keep running it right? You should only be working with us because you believe what we're doing is better than everybody else. And so giving you that ability to stop, absolutely fine with us. If you don't think we're adding value, we shouldn't be running. That's how we've always worked. Linear is a little different. You have to do those upfront buys. You know, it's going to be at this time. That's a, it's, a, it, it's a little different. Um, and it's why, we see, it's why we see the difference in performance as well. I mean, it's amazing, amazing. So tell me about like the process of working with you all. So what will typically happen is we will um, we will have a setup conversation, um, like a you know a, a go live call, where we'll work with the the partner on you know, whether it's pre sales or you know pre the partnership being agreed on, where we might help you with advice on creative. You know we've even gone down to storyboard level where people have sent us through their scripts and we've told them where we would add a little something or remove something. So we're happy to help. Um, we don't build the creative ourselves. We're happy to help there. Then, uh, then as soon as we, you know, we we get live, or we get you onto, you know, one of our account directors would work directly hand in hand with the with the person and with the client on what are they looking for, who their audience is, that type of stuff. At that point, we put a media plan together for you, so you can see are we hitting the right audience, are the goals set that are realistic. You know, I think I think we can any anyone who's been on our side of the our side of the fence over here will say we've definitely received campaigns that are just unrealistic goals like you want you want us to make up more conversions than you've ever seen on your on your on your site um and so we'll work with you on that we have a calculator that tells you what's realistic and what's unrealistic so you know what 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 we think is possible uh and then we'll go live as soon as we go live you get full access to our you know reporting user interface you'll get the account director that you know, you'll be communicating with on a, on a very frequent basis um, and you'll also get weekly or bi-weekly updates where we'll send detailed updates of not only what changes our traders are making, but also what changes the AI is making. So you kind of get to look under the hood no matter what. Um, and then, you know, after after about a month, we kind of have those in-depth conversations of what looks good, what, you know, where, where, where are we seeing this be a success channel and how can we help you take this and see the performance across all your other channels.
we'll put the link to the, obviously to the website to the um, uh, you know to the scan your video make sure it, it's ready to go um, as well as all those other things we mentioned but you know one thing's uh, and I'm sorry I didn't tell you before and I'm kind of bulldozing you here but one thing we're talking about this year is marketing stories this season on garlic marketing and obviously you've been in marketing for a while um, do you have a crazy marketing story a piece of content that you don't expect to work that did or vice versa um, or even other stories, you know, where it's like you've got some crazy weird results or funny results or anything like that um, that you can share with us. Oh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> what can I share that we're not under NDA on? Um, <laughs> or it can be back um, back in the day. I mean, other companies, <laughs> other agencies. So we've definitely run some ads that I would. Uh, so back in the UK, uh, crazy one. Uh, back in, I don't know if you remember the expandable days when expandable was the hot thing that everyone was running. Um, we ran an ad for um, La Senza back in the UK. So, you know, Victoria's Secret, let's call it. Um, and when we did the demographic report after, because we're trying to target women, so that all clicks and interactions were men. <laughs> like it was like 99% male, 1% female. And it was like, Oh, these ads are just, these ads are not doing what they're meant to be doing. Um, uh, and it's like, how do we tell the client that even though we're targeting women, it seems to be men that are clicking on these ads more than women. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense, right? It makes, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it, it does, but it was, it was one of those ones where you're like, how do we position this? How do we position this in a good way that, that doesn't make us look too bad? It's, it's not possible, I assure you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, well, that is fantastic. Fantas uh, I mean, this has been great. I'm super excited by this. Um, you, you all make sure to check out Keynes Digital. Um, tell him you saw him on the show. Dan, thank you so much for being on the Garlic Marketing Show, and hopefully we'll have you on again sometime soon as this whole platform explodes. I love it. Thank you, and I really appreciate it. It was a great chat. I love it. And thank you all for taking Dan and I on your journey. This has been Iron Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know what will make you an authority? you know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today.
that's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.